It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. All right, Patrick. When does the fire sale begin? <laughs> it's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. There's uh, Cruz will probably be the first guy to move here uh, before the All-Star break. They'll give him a break and let him uh, get out of here and go try to win. And uh, then you can move Sano to first base, cause, I mean, uh, DH, because, you, you know, you're going to play him and you're not going to get rid of him. So then you can play Kirilov, Kirilov at first base. So mm-hmm. you're doing Nelson a favor. And if somebody wants to give you a double-A pitcher that's got a third of a chance, uh, you know, that's that's good enough. You don't have to hold out for Nelson. And then, uh, you know, the big story, I think I, the more I think about it and the way Buxton went about this rehab – I don't think he likes it here. Hmm. I think uh, I, I don't think they'll trade him now. The, the trade if they trade him, it'll be next winter when they find out they can't sign him, right? Yeah, because uh, then you know they won't. They wouldn't. This is the time of year when you get a lot for pitching in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. You don't get a lot for sure. position players, generally speaking. Yep. Now I did hear. Uh, I think it was Bowden, but no, it wasn't Bowden. It was Kevin Kern. I heard him talking the other day, and uh, he's really good. He's got his own website now, Inside Ball or something. He used to be at the Post. And uh, he said that uh, Josh Donaldson, back to the Braves, look out for that one because they can't hit. And, I like you know, it. they're only halfway. They got a bunch. You could get their eighth best prospect or something, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's fine. And they just take the know, contract. Get you out from forty six mil and as much uh, as possible. Yes. And they need something because they talk about big expectations. Them and they're under. I think last I looked, they're under five hundred. And they actually have a good lineup. They got the best player, one of the three best players in baseball, and Acuna, and who's hurt now, I think. But uh, they need some punch, and he, you know, he was great there. And they'd welcome him home, and he could, uh, you know, he could, uh, he can't be enjoying this. Hell He no. cannot be no. enjoying being 15 games behind and nope. on the way. And, uh, nope. and and there's a mark. I think there's, you need the right team, and Atlanta would seem to be the right team for him. So then, you know, then it becomes Brios. If you if you think you can get more for Brios, if 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 you're pretty sure you can't sign him, uh, but obviously as rotten as your pitching is, and the fact he's what twenty six and he pitches all the time, hmm? you got to pay him. You might have to pay him more than he's worth. Yes, right. Yes, just to have somebody, right? And they got Maeda back 
next year, right? But they'll somebody can have him if they want him for the pennant race, right? Here, if he comes back and pitches yeah. okay, he can have. But who stays? I mean, who is you're you're going to keep Larnick and Kirilov because they're you know nobody's going to bust you to get them, you know, and you know that's something to something to have for you your lineup, off of that, lineup yeah. in the future. Yes. But beyond that, who's, I mean, anybody you want, you can have probably, right? Third baseman Kepler, can be gone. Shortstop. Can be had. Uh, oh, shortstop for sure. He I mean, he, he should be traded. Yeah. i trade him soon. The yes. Yankees. Simmons on the Yankees makes yes. sense. He gives them defense, yeah. and he's not he's not great at the plate, but he's yeah. competent enough. Yeah. God and the Yankees I, are a mess. I gotta say, I love watching him play. Yeah, Simmons because he's in the field. He's daffy. Yes, he'll kick one once in a while, but those hands are the damnedest, well, the, the best hands I've ever seen on an infield. And the it's arms, incredible. Are, the arms are yeah, well, gone. But you, yes, and it's but he doesn't use it. He just uses the. But he'll bobble. He gets, he gets rid. Of, yeah, when he he'll has bobble to, it and then have to use it, it and it's bang. Yeah. yeah. But generally speaking, his shtick is to just get rid of the ball like that. Uh, the other day when they hit that rocket to him, mm-hmm. and the guy was for the double play that won the game for him, you know, which they would have urinated away if they hadn't, if it hadn't been for that rocket when the infield was in. Mm-hmm. But that was unbelievable. That ball was hit 105, and he goes, Shoop. the guy was out at third base yes. before he realized that. Simmons had caught the ball because he went whoop, yep. like that. And, I mean, his hands are magnificent. You can tell, you know, through the interpretation and his body language and everything, he's goofy. He's a mm-hmm. different kind of cat, but unbelievable hands. He's So, yeah, he'll probably, somebody wants shortstop, they can have him. And then they don't have a shortstop now, though. They don't have the next shortstop. No. They, they you know, they, they. Because Royce Lewis is, but I just move Polanco back there for now. Oh yeah, you could. Do I don't that. care. Play Arise at second base. Arise or Gordon. I think Arise is yeah, Gordon. I think yeah, Gordon's got some potential maybe, as maybe. a super utility guy yeah, who's yeah, who maybe. is not Ostadio. When I first, uh, I was really impressed with him in spring training nineteen. I said, oh yeah, he might be a player because before that I hadn't been. And then when I first saw him. You know, when I saw him this spring and then and then the start of this season, I said, I don't think there's much there except speed. But he's a little better player than, mm-hmm. you know, he can he can be your second baseman or backup infielder or something. But uh, I got to think six, seven guys are going. Heck, if, if, if Garber gets healthy and somebody needs a catcher, they probably trade him. Why don't we, we aren't hearing a lot about Matt, Mitch. Uh, because Chip had a good column on him about how vulnerable catches have yes. made themselves, and he agreed to that. And uh, we find uh, I think we've found out secondhand that the equipment's okay, but that now they're talking about having to come up, you know, with a longer flap if guys are going to catch this way. This this will be for their one, thigh, yeah. This will be one of the advantages for the uh, Robo Up. Mm-hmm. They can go back to catching, catching like yes. like they're supposed to. Yes. Because they can't steal pitches. You know who hates this? Gladdy. Gladdy, I've talked to him a few times, that you can't throw guys out. You're more vulnerable to 
uh, wild pitches, which, because, you know, they're, most of them are called wild pitches, but they used to get blocked and stopped. Right. And now and you can't you, move. You can't you move. You can't shuffle over. No. And it, is it really worth it to steal two pitches a game? I think they, the, the best, I think the best guys, they steal 2.6 pitches a game or some damn thing. Is yep. it really worth it to risk the life of your catcher? Well, and, here's what. Here's what drives me crazy, Pat. So it, it was when pitch framing became in vogue and we talked about it. Yeah. There were some guys, there was a collection of guys who were really good at sort of subtly, yeah. the, the glove would move subtly, right? Jason Castro was yeah. the main reason he got signed here was he was a pitch framer. Ryan Jeffers yanks pitches yeah, around right. the zone. It's not framing, it's no. finger painting. Yes, and it's very rarely works. If you make a... Jerky move. Yeah, the umpire knows what you're doing. If I was right? the ump, though, I would tell guys that aren't good, you move the glove at the ball. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I just don't think it's worth it for to have catchers in that in that. Position. You know what would be what you give up? The extra bases you give up yeah. to get three pitches is not to me is stupid. Do you know the one thing? As long as we have the umps behind home plate, the one thing that might change it a little bit is if we go back to guys stealing bases, because you're in yeah, no position to throw out guys. But we, yeah. but but we punted on the stolen base at some yes. point in time. They're trying to get, uh, they're trying to get more running in the game. But I heard a stat yesterday on the radio. I didn't realize Provis the. Houston has fewer stolen bases than the Twins. They don't run at all, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, that's Gordon a, stole two again, so yeah. I mean, he, he can run. Yeah, he can. And uh, they the Twins have run a little more this year because they don't have any option even without Buxton. But uh, so uh, anyhow, a lot of conversation as to what was the advantage of having Buxton play a third game in St. Paul. Yep. Once he's demonstrated on Tuesday that he can run, yep. and once that he's demonstrated on Thursday that he can hit a couple of home runs, even if it is in a triple-A ballpark or a minor league ballpark, what? Okay, give him Friday off. But what's the advantage of having him play St. Paul Saturday instead of target field? I have no idea. It's, there's no advantage. And and if, if you only want him to play six innings, then have him play six innings, right? Mm-hmm. What's the advantage? It's it's. Uh, I wonder if it's him or so them. Are you hearing that he might not be completely no, I happy? Just, or are you just, just theorizing? Just my it? just theorizing. Just my read on the things. You know, is it, it's absolutely, it's absolutely conjecture by me. We like to call it reckless speculation. It. it I don't. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't. I, in my view, it's not reckless. Okay, I think there's right. something. I don't. Okay, that's good. I don't think he's wed to this collection, this team. I'm sure he's not. Because, well, you know, let's face it, they it was 18, over. right? Was yeah. it 18 that he didn't get called? What year was it he didn't get called? Eight, up? 18, 18, right? Yeah. He was hurt? Yeah, he was they... hurt all year. And the year before, he was the platinum glove winner and yeah. all that. And they sent him down and tried to get him straightened out. And Yeah, and, uh, you know, I actually mentioned this earlier today. Um, we just had... Gabe Kalsher, who's a college kid, basically leave the Gophers because of the the public criticism. Mm-hmm. And you wonder about a guy like Buxton. You know, I don't know if he's sensitive. I have no idea. I don't. You can't read that. But having 
you know, you got family members who pay attention to this stuff, right? Yes. And every time is, you know, somebody writes, boy, they could really use Buxton and the blogs and everybody else. Yeah, I can't stay. They should get rid of him. He can't, they can't, he can't stay healthy. They're putting him in the same category as snow and maybe you get sick of it. Maybe you say the hell with him. I'll go someplace and be healthy and be a superstar. And uh, you're going to have to watch me. You know, I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing. I mean, they can keep him, but it's going to be, if he comes back and oh, plays the yes. rest of the season, I know it, going. it's going to be a big number. There's there's two things is is he is going to want to be paid like he doesn't get hurt and yes. Bar- and Barrios is going to want to be paid like an ace. All you got to do is and look at, all you got to do is look at Eden Prairie for example, the same example. Daniel Hunter wants to get paid like he hasn't been hurt, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. this is this guy's been hurt obviously a lot more although Percentage of games missed is probably fairly similar. You know what I had forgotten? In 2017, he played 140 games. I'd forgotten that. Because not only has he never played 100 beyond that. Now, maybe a couple of those years he came up, he played 100 if you count Rochester and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, But his most in the big leagues is since then is 87. You know, so he's played less than half the time. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, he, he's not a guy you trade now, though, you know, with you, you know, until he, you might trade him next winter if somebody's, if the uh, Mets still want to give you, not Syndergaard, but somebody, you know, some, if, if somebody still wants to give you two good pitchers. Judd, I finally was compelled to look it up. Uh, in 2019, when they won 101 games, they were ninth in the major leagues. Now, this is just ERA in pitching. But ERA is, a. am not saying it's the end-all and be-all. Right. But it's a, it's in a traditional evaluation. Last year, in the mini-season, they were fourth. Mm-hmm. This year, 27th. Yeah. The league... Every pitcher in baseball, you put them all together, the ERA is 4.10, which is pretty low. These boys are 4.99. That's a run a game. Yes. They're playing with a run less a game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's for all the analyzing we do about the injuries. No, it's not. There's nothing that has happened on the field that can make up for 4.99 ERA. Nothing has happened. Well, Pat, look at. They they signed Colome to close. I don't care what they say. They signed him to close. Hell yes, we he's didn't un, know it, but he's unpitchable. Yeah. He's unusable in important situations. Shoemaker is a disaster. I have no idea what the thought process was on Friday. Rocco can explain it all he wants. Well, I don't get it. A uh, Hap's not much better. No. No, it's no. They, they made bad, yeah. bad signings, and uh, this is their own doing. Yes. Oh, yeah. It is. But here's the other thing about pitching. You know, I mean, you can go through everything, right? Blah blah blah. They, you know, they don't field as well as we thought they were gonna. They've been hurt. They haven't had their team. But Tom Kelly did not become an idiot in 1993, right? Right. And then be dumb for eight years, right? Right. right. No, he had no pitching. When you have no pitching, you lose lots of games. You no matter what else you have, you cannot make up for having no pitching. 
Yeah. That's it. You're, you know, and we can talk is, about yeah. Buxton being hurt, and we yes. can talk about yeah. Kepler being hurt. Oh, boy. They and if you can't pitch, it doesn't no. matter. No, they would have had to. Buxton would have had to been worth a run a game to get him to the 10th so they can then lose in the 10th. Yes. You know, he would have had to, you know, uh, he's not worth a run a game. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, man alive. There's nothing worse than a baseball season when you thought it was going to mean something and you got 97 left and it means nothing. Yes. I always tell about the early 80s. I'd, been a sports columnist since 79, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, okay, summer, baseball, that's all you got, right? Because Viking camp started and Bud was still around. He wasn't going to. He, they have weren't a, reporting until August had 1. A, Bud had a three-day mini camp and August 1 just because league rules made him, you know. <laughs> he he would have had him come up August 15th if he had his choice. So we had none of this off-season nonsense, right? In the and and we had you know the North Stars that start camp in the end of September or something, but you had baseball was supposed to carry you through the summer, and I mean eighty one we had the strike and it was almost merciful because they were so rotten, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was their that team drew was going to draw, I think they drew four ninety. You know, in in a but they played more home games than any team in baseball. Did they, they really? played more games than any team because the schedule yes. was like it was goofy. They played eleven more games than one team. I looked it up. Eleven more games, really, and they had played more home games than anybody. And they drew forty four hundred ninety thousand. They were just barely going to hit six hundred if they'd played a full schedule. I mean. Nobody cared. They were terrible. Hey, speak for yourself. I went to a lot of games as a fan <laughs> yeah, that summer, right. okay? And people probably I got said, my mom kid, to take me all the time. People probably said, hey, mom and kid, do you want a couple of tickets? You know, it cost you three bucks in or four bucks. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> but, I mean, I was, I went to Madden's for croquet. I went to, uh, I went to Hayward for rolling on the logs and everywhere, whatever you could find. There was nothing to write. (laughs) That might have been the year. Maybe it was a different year. Wicker was here. The Wicker was, we were sitting out at Maynard's, which wasn't Maynard's Inn, whatever they called it. Yeah. Having a beautiful night like this. My My wife and him and I were sitting there having something to eat. And every time a new waitress or somebody he'd come by, he'd try he'd ask, "Hey, you got the twin score?" And like <laughs> his way to agitate people was to ask him if they knew what the twin score was because they were playing that night. <laughs> he thought it was hysterical because people were getting offended that he was asking Ask him what, the, twins. what the twin score was. It might have been eighty-two. I'm not sure, but uh, so eighty-one or eighty-two. That's how bad it was. I mean, yeah, but we. But the thing with those, those clubs, we didn't know. We but, didn't expect much from them. No, no. no, you know, no this that's is a, the difference. This, that's the difference. This is torture because we thought it was going to be fun. It's similar to 2011, but actually I believe expectations were higher for this team this time than they were in 2011 because yeah. 2011, we, you know, we had them for a while and we thought they were, you know, we, you know, everybody I saw in spring training that year said, can we beat the Yankees this year, Rusey? Uh, everybody. And I'd say, eh, I'd watch it. I'm not so sure about the pitching here. And, uh, uh, but, 
you know, this year, I mean, it was, I, I was sold to a, a pretty good degree. I remember Dustin came up to me like the middle of camp and Dustin's not out beating the drum about how wonderful they are all the time. Dustin Morrison, he's, he's good. And, and you can have a can of conversation and they were doing something in spring training came up and said, this team's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, I think, I think they got to, they, they can hit and the, you know, and Maeda looks great, and uh, Barrios looks great, and, you know, you'd like to have more starting pitching, but, you know, Pineda's always been good, you know, yep. when he pitched. And, yep. and now you look at this and say, oh, well, they're old and slow, yep. you know. And so, and he had no idea that Sano was. I mean, we're talking about the revival of Sano. Excuse me, I'm talking nonstop here. We're talking about the revival home runs. He's hitting 185. Still 185. I looked it up. 35 points lower than Rob Deere's career average. And Rob Deere Rob was Deere's a offended by that. Rob Deere was a joke. What's Balboni hit? Uh, yeah. Oh, he's, I'm sure Balboni's killing him. But uh, yes, know. it. Yes. Anyway, we've, uh, you know, it's. And, and we saw a perfect example of the, what they've done to fan interest on this homestand. You know, got your best homestand of the year. Yesterday got, was gorgeous. You got your best homestand of the year. You get 17,000 three times for the Yankees. And beautiful, then tell me, oh, everybody's working. No, they're not. And they're not graduating. They don't have graduations over and all those other excuses. They just, people just don't give a damn. Yeah, I think they announced 19 plus <clears throat> yesterday. yesterday. And they can put what now, 27 in no, there? No, I think they're unlimited. No, I think they're still, they I think they, it's still capped. But they're not getting close to the cap. No, no. That's, so that's not that's the, the thing. The yeah. point is, they're not. No, and nobody. On a gorgeous Sunday, and by the way, ninety-five, ninety percent of the population is no longer worried about the virus. So, right, ninety percent of us, at least one of us, you know, are you vaccinated? You should be fine. Yeah, I mean, not, but you know, and the ones that, and the ones that aren't vaccinated by now have. Are not worried. We're, have never been worried about it. Right. That's not keeping them away from a game. So. Right. No. This this is a disaster. Yeah. It, it is, is a the worst possible disaster. Because the I can guarantee you, these guys were talking excitedly when they got it moved to ten thousand, and that they oh, were, you'd yeah. talk to them, and they'd yes. just be enthused about. Yes. People were going to be so hungry for baseball when they could get back in. You, you, by the way, on Twitter had one of the great trolling bits. I mean, there have been a lot of them from you. Yeah. So, but your your Bally Sports North. Well, I stole that from you and no, Mackie. I know, but then you, you came up with two, But then you came up with several yeah, great I, singers. I got going. In fact, I uh, I did five of them, I think, and then I'm driving back, and I said, oh, God, I forgot to have a Dick Bremer one because he's not working this weekend, and I heard him talking about going fishing. Okay. So that they were discouraged. It was, you know, kind of a downer that Dick would rather go fishing than watch. He never guys. takes a game off. No, and he says, yeah, hell yeah. I've had enough of get, these. Get Tony the Pony in here. I don't give a damn because I think they were on national Saturday. Saturday, they were Saturday, on Fox. So he used that. Okay, if I take Sunday, but Dick's off. never off. Never off. I don't think never. he's missed a game since the Victory gotta, Sports Day. I got to think the joy of doing games, though, is the fact that you don't get on a plane and fly out. You're sitting in that same Which, damn press. By box. the way, can we get it's guys ridiculous. back out? But can we get guys back it's out the, now? The cheap yeah. sob. It's now cheapness, right? Yes. They're not. It's not health. It's cheapness. Well, what, why? You know, for for both teams. By the way, radio and television. Yes. By the way, at the Saints game, 
The guy from Omaha was there when I was You know why? Because he can get on the Storm Chasers bus. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if we could have the guy from Omaha, uh, you know, uh, giving us all the virus why you know what get gladdy back on a road where he belongs damn it he's got friends this is ricey for the canopy group as you set out to explore minnesota this summer think about this there are 234 cities in minnesota with populations over 2500 the canopy group has clients in all but seven of those why is this fact important because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason, to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the best insurance company for you. This is done every year because your situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience working throughout Minnesota provides thousands of Canopy Group clients the peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit thecanopygroup.com. And glad he wants to be on the road as much as possible. I mean, plus, how boring does it get not being able to... To have them in Anaheim and you're not there looking at that, you know, Safeco is a great ballpark. And instead you're looking at the TV screen. Yeah, it's stupid. It's cheap. It's cheap ass behavior. And I think Bally pays their tabs, right? The twins name the announcer, but Bally pays their tabs. I think that's correct, yes. And they're just using it to save money, you know? No expense reports is probably a thrill to them. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's incredible. They get a but yes, get these guys across the board. Yeah, announcers, everywhere. Yeah. Get them back out. I think is it still an MLB thing that they discourage you? I know they originally discouraged from having. You know, that's a good point. What are we doing in the press box now? By the way, MLB has told the employees they need to continue to wear a mask. What a but the of, twins have said if you are vaxxed and you're comfortable, don't do it. What so a bunch I, quit. Of I stopped wearing yeah, mine. What a bunch of idiots, though. What does still, it surprise you? No, this no. is Rob Manfred's world. Yeah, I'm not surprised. But no, what but I'm yeah. saying is, it seems to me we still got everybody spread out in there instead of maybe having one empty seat between oh, people. A little bit, yeah. The, of course, I, nobody wants to. But, go, no, but no one's nobody there. Wants yeah. to go to the game, so it yeah. doesn't make any difference. I think the Strohs traveled two guys, and so yeah, there was a ton of room. Yeah. The Yankees. Did they bring a few? They, oh, yeah. Entire second row. Good. And by the way, I have to tell you. Didn't they just get their ass kicked by uh, Philadelphia? Philadelphia. Back-to-back losses. Did um, they did win Friday? and then No, they didn't play Friday. Off what? day Friday. Off day Friday. I, I bleep you not. They played That's Saturday funny. and Sunday, and they got waxed on Sunday. But let me tell you, the Zoom call of Zoom calls, okay? Because, okay. you know, Zoom calls suck. Oh, yeah. Okay, we all agree on that, right? After Chapman came in, four guys, right? Oh, boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. One of the beat people for the Yankees, a woman, and I don't know who it was. Uh, uh, Marley Rivera. No, no, no. It was, from, it was from one of the papers. Araldus is doing the Zoom call, right? Oh, Araldus. Araldus is doing it. Good for him, right? That's one thing we wouldn't have had. No. You know. But here's the best part. She, in the most delicate way, asks him if he couldn't cheat 
and that's why he ran into trouble. <laughs> oh, really? And it was so New York. Is that right? Yeah, she's like, you know, with all of the restrictions going on now, or the, you know, could you not? Could and you she not? said, she said, she got done and said, thank you. She, they got done. She turned around and said, if I show up shot in Philly, <laughs> you'll know who did it. Yes, right. That good for her. Hooray. Hooray. That was great. That's, uh, that's great. So he can't use, what's the name of our substance? What's his stuff that tears your skin Spider tech. Spider tech. Spider tech, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, yeah. So, yeah, but she asked, so with all this going on, uh, have you had to, did you have to uh, reconstitute how you use the baseballs? You know what the damnedest thing in baseball is? The Tampa Bay Rays, I say it all the time. Oh. It's, they won, what was it, like 17 out of 18, but it, they had like six weeks where they lost five games or something. I don't get it. They're Pat, 33 and five or something. They traded Willie Adamas to the Brewers for for nothing, right? For, yeah. Adamas has gone on a tear. Yes. The Brewers are now back because of him. Yes. And Tampa gave him away, yeah. and Tampa's still great. They got, but they got one good prospect out of it, and they got. But I watched him the other night in this Brosu, who's like a backup utility right-handed hitter. Yep. He was playing short. I thought they had some phenom that they wanted, but this kid was playing. This guy Brosu was Broso, whatever it is, was playing. He shortstop. played last year in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, was playing shortstop. But I, they, they're always looking to. I think if they lose five percent at a position or something or 10% and they can get something good for them. They're going to, it's incredible. I don't get how it happens. But how does it always work? I don't know. That's it what does, I don't understand. Well, it didn't because yeah, it was right. 18 that they were they terrible or yeah. 17. Maybe they fell off the map. Whatever right. year they were going to start spring training that they talked about the, the, uh, close uh, the opener. That's mm-hmm. they they started and they were going to do it once around. They were going to have it do it once. And it was like I went up to I went up to Port Charlotte to write a column about this incredibly you know, revolutionary thing of not having five starters. Yep. And, and, you know, 20 minutes later, we were, you know, having every team in baseball was trying to do it. So they're they're amazing how they get away with it. They've had one bad year in the last. Ten probably mm-hmm. eight or ten, but it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. Like you watch I mean, them and you and you say, okay, that it's not going to work now. Yeah, and now you look and Glass now has got the best arm in the league probably, and they're going to have to trade. They're going to trade him. You know, if they I won't pay, be able to pay him. That would be nice finding pitching. That would yes. be a nice thing to have. Yeah, the trouble is, you can't trade them. Your guys making money. That's the trouble. You can't. You know. You can't. Kepler, if Kepler was still good, they'd, they'd be a guy type of player they'd be interested in, but not right. not when he's only one year from being a free agent or something like that. So, right, yeah, Glass now he'll end up going somewhere, and the Dodgers will take him too and get three pitchers. When did well, the the damnedest thing of going on outside of them is also the Giants. Now they're they're starting to the uh, but two days ago they had the best record in baseball. Mm-hmm. There's some great Lamont, stories. Lamont Wade's played. Lamont great Wade's for him. been fantastic. Yes, they're, they're, the Cubs. The Cubs desperately want to dump Chris Bryant. Yes, like they thought we're going to be bad. It's going to be yeah. great. Yeah, they're first. Another they, they're first, leading, yeah. right? They yeah. just swept they the just, Cardinals. The Cardinals. 
Did the they Card- win? Did they get beat last night again? Yeah. Yeah. They got so swept. Cardinals have lost 10 out of 11. Yes. Cardinals are playing terrible. But the Cubs were, were going to trade Chris Bryant. They were going to mm-hmm. get a head start. <laughs> they were going to dismantle. And now they're all excited. Yeah. Or the fans are. The Cubs aren't. Well, they're going to, uh, they, they might not. They might not be able to avoid winning this division. I know. You know, the Reno's playing good just in time to kick the hell out of the Twins a week from now. Cincinnati, all of a sudden, they're starting. Mm-hmm. They were terrible, and now they're starting to win, too. So, anyway, it's weird. What else we got going well, explain on? Explain one thing, though. Do, do you recall it was um, Falvey and Levine probably about three years back? They claimed every piece of crap for the bullpen that would come off the wire and they would make all these moves okay and you you mocked yeah. them and it was funny um david what was it david hale he pitched he pitched three yeah. innings goodbye but my question is this this bullpen is so bad i don't know what happened to that they're all in st paul i guess but i mean there's got to be guys on the wire right mm-hmm. like why wouldn't you sure take a take a stab yeah i i look every day and say well then maybe this guy you know yeah. what the hell Dialis Guerra or something. But I mean, call him back. A, call him and you just screwed up. He's not good. He can't pitch no. anymore. It's not working. No, and uh, I will say, I was slightly suspicious when I was reading about him some after they signed him a while uh-huh. about how he threw the cutter 60% of the time and he had lost velocity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the previous year, he wasn't throwing as hard as he did. And every time if somebody had told me that before the, the, the guys with cutter lose velocity before Phil Hughes had his fantastic year in which he threw 70% cutters and the next year he could hit you in the forehead and not hurt you. And so that's one of my things now is not because I'm an expert on it, but if I hear a guy's, Cutter heavy uh-huh. and has lost two miles an hour of his fastball. I remember, remember, I said it to Suan because Suan said something about how they'd improved their their bullpen, and I said, yeah, "Watch out for Colomay." Interesting. I said, "Watch out for that because his velocity's down, and and he's his his out pitch is the cutter, and uh, that cutter, if you don't throw it hard, mm-hmm. sits there. You know, it sits there and <laughs> let's go." Right, you know. So, but if yeah. you if you're a halfway decent player on this team right now, and you get on that plane last night, and the shoe and Colomay walk by you, <laughs> what the hell are you thinking? You know. Uh, and at this point, I see well, the Twins don't have options. They've got oh, that's BS. You got yeah. some options. The shoe can't. You know. Okay, the kid pitching good. Now, their best pitching prospect, in my opinion, is Canarino. Better than. Duran, but of course he now has a bad elbow in Cedar Rapids. But he's the guy they all loved in spring training. I watched him pitch two, three times. One day I watched him throw BP to the first teamers who didn't make the trip. And they had him and this Josh Winder, who's like a a level ahead of him. And they, they were taking a hard look at these guys not to make the team, but as you could just tell, they were looking at these guys as two future starters, maybe next year. And and uh, now Canarino is he 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 had he started late for Cedar Rapids beforehand. I don't know what it was. I don't think it was the elbow then. 
But he'd pitched three times and was unhittable. And now this winder's pitching real good at Wichita. But I, they still won't. He might end up here in St. Paul, but I don't think they'll get him to. There's no sense in bringing him to the big leagues, right. I guess, with this operation. But, but beyond that, that's the you know the the biggest shock with this team is their development of younger pitching is brutal. This is Ricey for EcoFun Motorsports. The preseason sale on all bikes, scooters, and ATVs is going on right now in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush, and EcoFun will give you. The free storage with your purchase until the weather is a bit more bike friendly. If you enjoy bike rides on a summer day, but maybe your knees aren't what they used to be, then I recommend that you talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will personally help you select the e-bike that is right for you. They will even deliver to your front door in the metro area. Take advantage of the preseason sale prices right now. Bentelli bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes are at their lowest price of the year. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Take a test ride and put biking back on your list of favorite outdoor activities. They also carry a full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. Check out EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFunMotorsports.com. That's E-C-O-F-U-N Motorsports.com. And tell Tim you heard it on Racy Unchained. I know. Brutal. Alcalaz talked about like, oh, they got, well, he's got a live arm, but he's he's mediocre. And he's also not young. No, no. He's 20, what, six or something? Yeah, he's mid-20s. Yeah, well, actually, Winder and Canarino are 23 and 4 because they all, you know, everybody's a little older because they all missed a year last year. Right. But, uh, you know, these are guys that, you know, I guess if you take away the fact that they didn't pitch last year, it's not a surprise they aren't in the big leagues. But really good 24-year-olds should be in the big leagues. Yes. Or 23-years. They should be in the big leagues. If they're not there yet, yep. then what's it? I think Duran's what? I think he's 23, so maybe he's not. But, I mean, he's not going to be a big league starter this year because he's coming back from some injury, and he's pitched when he started. They they had him, like, pitch three innings, right? Mm-hmm. So, I I don't know. It's uh, I think we're uh, – I think this is 2011. But do you think and it's – so do you yes, think it's – so think you think it's, it's the start of it? I think it's the start of Whew. some uh, – I hope to God you're wrong. I think it's the start of uh, four, four years in the abyss. Well, what happens <clears throat> to Falvey then? I mean, that's a that's a lot – if you're going to put him in the abyss for four years when this guy was hired, what, 2017? Mm, yeah. Well, you know, they'll say, hey, we had the D, 101. But uh, yeah, well, I think they, uh, you know, they got to – they can't just baseball. Look at they've uh, Chris Davis, the C H R I S. Chris Davis mm-hmm. got released today by Texas. 2015 to 2018. The 2016 to 18, he hit 48, 43, and 41. Drove in 335 runs. Right. Yep. And now he's 33 now, so he was 30 when he had his last good year. Now the variety and velocity of pitching 
it's, he can't handle it. He's been terrible. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, when, and spin rate or whatever it is, he's just like the other Chris Davis. And he just got released today because he wasn't making that much money. But that's an all. You know, that's an all. He can't. Unless somebody yes. throws him a – now they, he went out and hit that ball to right field on, a, I think, a fastball away. I was shocked. And that was good. But, uh, I mean, I think the – I think more than anyone, the the all or nothing guys are the ones that are really being eaten up by this variety of pitching. More maybe even not only velocity, but you never see the same guy three times. Right, right, you know, right. I mean, well, yeah. and Miguel has no approach at all. Ever. No, no. He's but, just going to go up there and. But if I'm if I'm somehow Nelly Cruz has managed to do it at age forty, which is, I mean, he's. He's cold and hot, and he's not what he was. But but you know he's, he's still plan. acceptable. Yes, and but boy, if I got those guys, those all or nothing guys, unless they, unless they get the gook out of the game, you know the the putting the stuff on the ball, the, the globs of. Yep. Uh, I don't think those guys. That's not the way to go. That's not the way for a team to play baseball anymore. I don't think because Houston hits home run. Houston doesn't hit that many home runs, but they hit the ball hard to various places and put guys on base. So that's the way to go, I think. Well, and when, when you watch Cruz go to the plate, so Cruz works to count and knows how to, right? Yep. Miguel, you, you can see the wheels churning in his head at times. You can see when he gets a couple of balls now, he thinks to himself, I wonder if I can just walk. But he's not working the count. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like me as a kid because I was afraid to swing <laughs> and look stupid. He just thinks, can I get four balls here? Mm-hmm. Where Cruz is actually trying to finesse the count. That's the And yeah, you're right. And I don't know. The problem is he has no value. <laughs> And he's a better first baseman now. He's turned himself he's into okay. a far better fielder he's than he a, is at the plate. He's still well, yeah, he's, average at best. But, yeah, but, but I mean, I made just, some plays. But I'm just saying, I'm pleasantly surprised he can play first base. But at the plate, it's a disaster. But he's 28. He's going to get worse. Yeah. He's going to look at, look at the Davis brothers. Chris Davis and Chris Davis. Look at those guys. They're similar type of hitters, yep. except one was a lefty. And they got worse. They're going to get worse. He's going to get worse. He's not going to get better. He's going to get worse. You always think if he can only get back to what he was the second half, uh, whatever the hell it was, yes. 17 or 18. He's not. He's not. He's only going to get worse, in my opinion. So, you know, because he isn't going to get smaller. No, no, he won't. No, none of us get smaller. No, they. No, we, we don't. We, we try. We, we might get, try. We get smaller briefly. Yeah, and then we get bigger again. Bigger again. Because we think to ourselves, well, we're smaller now. Anytime we, can... we get smaller. When we get bigger, we got bigger than we were before we got smaller. And right? when we got smaller, we think we can go back to our previous lifestyle because now <laughs> yes, we're, right, smaller. we're smaller. It I got some wiggle work. room, and the yes. next thing you know, you got no wiggle well, room. That's what he did. He got smaller yeah, in see, 2020. He yeah. showed up for spring training. Unfortunately, he had gashed his heel. Yes, but he still was in good shape by his yep. standards. He was probably 280. And he comes back last year. And he, he went back to wherever he went, to the Dominican or wherever, he and said, hey, I got smaller. I think I'll go back to my old lifestyle. Oh, he's got to be over 300. Three what? Yeah, he's three-something. He's three-something. Yeah, he's over 300. This is a huge human being. Yes. Oh, yeah, he's a massive man. Yeah. He's a football player as far as like an Yes, he is. And I, I would never say, he's oh, old. he's got to get down to 260 or something. But if he yeah. could get it 280. But 
it's also not a swing to catch up with a good fastball mm-hmm. above the belly. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's not not too many guys can do it anyway, but he's it takes him a while to load up. You know, so Mudcat Grant. He was, uh, I didn't ever, never covered him, you know. It was before my time. I was sitting in the left field bleachers when he hit a home run, not very far away, maybe 15 feet from where it landed. Uh, one of the great moments in Twins history, game six, of because you go out to L.A., they they got him on the, those bricks out there because that team was, the, the battle of athletic, Ability between the Twins and the Dodgers and speed was rather, rather <laughs> alarming. Yep. And Twins had Harmon playing third. And they were just chopping the ball over his head. You know, Wills and those guys just chopping the ball over his head. And the Twins, they made the Twins look like jackasses for three games in Dodger Stadium. So they come back and you're kind of depressed. And all of a sudden, they Mudcat beats him in game six. Goes nine, pitching on two days rest, by the way, just like Koufax did in game seven. <laughs> And Rocco uh, would never approve. And Mudcat, that was like okay. Mudcat, good pitcher, but that was that was the outlier. That was a, a great. That was his best year ever, and a great pitcher. And probably would have won the Cy Young if they gave two back mm-hmm. then, but they only gave one. Mm-hmm. And Koufax. Koufax had ten shutouts and twenty nine complete games or something. So, uh, so I, they that was hard to make a case for Mudcat. And the next year, by the way, Cott would have won it for sure. He was twenty five and seven. But again, that was the last year they only gave it to one, and it was Koufax again. So then in sixty seven, Lonborg ended up winning it for Boston, and I think Lonborg won it in sixty seven. And yep. And Cot, I was talking to Cot the other day about Mudcat, and he said, "Yeah, I always told Lonberg he stole that one because, you know, because he, you know, he won it because of it would have been hard to win a Cy Young as an American League pitcher, though. Gibson, Marischal, yeah, Koufax, and Drysdale, uh, they all four of those guys pitched in the All Star game here in '65, so." But yeah, Mudcow, really good guy. I uh, wrote a piece on him in '05. I got him out. It was he, really good. I read it again. He was out at Northland, that business hotel out there, mm-hmm. making some kind of an appearance, or there was somebody doing something. Maybe they had a like a luncheon there that day, and sat down with him for an hour, and he was great. Man, he was he was terrific. And uh, I never got into him though. In the book, it's in the book, but think about his up, upbringing in this little redneck town of 1300 and the segregated Florida. And and uh, that I'd forgotten the story. I'd forgotten the story of uh, how that was in that column I wrote about how they were going to send him home. They saw him try to play shortstop for three days and they were going to send him home and... Uh, who was it? Red Ruffing was the pitching coach there and says, tell him you're a pitcher. Tell him. So he, Mudcat says, they say, you got it. Yeah, we're going to send you home, son. He says, man, it's too bad you never got to see me pitch. And then they, that's genius. Then Red Ruffing and somebody else took him in the bathroom, took him in a bathroom and taught him how to, how to look like a stand on a mound and stuff. Right. And then, uh, and then Red Ruffing told him, first guy up. 
See if he can hit him in the head. You know, throw as hard as you can and just knock him down. <laughs> and, and Mudcat's story is he knocked the guy down. All these other guys got terrified. He he had 12 strikeouts, and they kept him around. And that's <laughs> how he jumped around. I'm sure that Mudcat's stories had a little more uh, flavor, flair than yeah. might have been expanded. But uh, a really good guy, and, uh, you know, we loved him. And uh, I'd forgotten about him singing that uh, What a Wonderful World at, uh, at uh, Harmon's Memorial Service. And, uh, he, you know, his voice wasn't didn't have much left then, but. Right, that was good though. Yeah, Mudcat and the Mudcat and the kitchen kittens. He made. He got the. I think there were three good-looking gals. He got behind him, and he made appearances after that '65 season, and yep. and got a little bit of a lounge career out of it. That's awesome. How about the story though that, uh, uh, and this was in that column I wrote too about how he was. He met Trudy, the gal from Austria, when he was uh, out. He said somewhere in California, was he a minor league club for the Cleveland or something? I don't know. But he was started dating Trudy, and they they warned him not to, that a black man dating a white girl in the, yeah. in the mid-50s was 50, 57 or so. They warned him Unfortunately, not to. it's not surprising and at I all. I think it was in California, too. It yeah. wasn't in wasn't like the in the The teams were probably very concerned about it. Oh, yeah. Well. Anything. You know, what Tony told me was, or, and both Cotton and Tony told me that, you know, hell. Tony told me they were still in Florida in 65, staying in a different hotel, the black guys. Wow. And uh, and Mudcat became a very outspoken person. Yeah, what was the thing that. I saw? He got Did he get suspended with Cleveland for inserting something into the anthem or something? Did, did you see that story? Oh, I didn't know, but he was a, he was a civil rights activist. Yeah, I mean, he but, does. And this was, for him. This was in... This was in the middle of it, you know, 64, yeah. 65. Yep. And Earl was, uh, you know, his big buddy, of course. You know, I didn't, I looked it up. Earl was done at 32. Is that what he? The last year here, 32, because they just beat the last year, 60, 67. Then, no, 68, because then they brought in Rose. No, yeah, 68. They, you, they traded for Roseboro, so yeah. And you brought, said the, the Mudcat trade of the Dodgers was actually a good, oh, it worked great, out well. Great trade. Baranowski was, you yeah. know, a great. And he just died. Paranowski was the stopper on two teams that won 97 and 98 games. Yeah. And uh, the first division title teams. And, uh, and uh, you know, they got him. They got uh, uh, they got Bob Miller, who was okay. You know, he was help, helping in the relief. And Roseboro, Roseboro caught for two years. He wasn't great, but he was. they didn't have a catcher. So, you know, he was... That was that was a really good trade for him. And Mudcat, Mudcat later on became a reliever for Oakland and did okay, but he yeah. he, he couldn't make it as a Dodger. And Zoilo was cooked. What happened so, with Zoilo? I think Zoilo might have not been twenty when, <laughs> uh, when they. Uh, think he might when have. They, when we had when he was our twenty year old shortstop, they weren't checking you, birth certificates. He might have been the twenty four year old. He was shortstop? already married, you know, with a kid or two. Okay. Uh, and a lot of that was. Cuban Catholicism because these guys had the mothers who yeah. who wouldn't let them get friendly with any gals unless they were, you know, the, the the legend was, I think Tony told me the stories about some of the guys when they'd get a date, mom would ride in the backseat. Oh, <laughs> Didn't trust him. Mom had dried in the backseat. Mom, were, I mean, that mom was, a chaperone, huh? That was hardcore Catholicism down there. And, uh, 
But Zoilo, I think, was, you know, three years older maybe or something. But he, when he went, he went, man. Calvin ma- made some good trades, didn't he? Oh, yeah, Calvin. And, you know, he had George Brophy. And his, when his brother Sherry was alive, they were they were a pretty good organization. Sherry was, was a pretty good baseball man. The one I'll never get, the Danny Thompson trade. How do you trade a guy <laughs> who's terminally ill? Terminally ill. How do you trade him? And you actually get guys who smallly came back yeah, in that deal? Well, or is that he not told the smallie tech, deal? Yes, it was a smallie trade. And he told oh, Texas they, it was worse than trading Danny, who was going under, who was, by the way, on every day off, would go down to Mayo Clinic for experimental leukemia treatment and have these god-awful scars and things on him. Uh, I mean, you'd see him in the, and he'd try to play with these awful things on him. And not only did Calvin trade him, he made them take him. He made that if you want Bly Levin, you have to take Danny. Oh, that's how, oh my God. <laughs> yes, that's how he ended up in the trade. Was, oh. And I think he died that. He died very shortly. That, he didn't that live fall, much longer. I mean, I don't think he did. So the, Calvin oh. made him take him. <laughs> I, because to get rid of Danny, he couldn't have been making Seven. But can you imagine seven. doing that to a guy now who's trying <laughs> yeah. to play through yeah, a terminal you think, illness? You think you might get criticized yeah, on yeah, Twitter? Yeah, you think that'd go well? I think Mrs. Thompson might go on Twitter and say, uh, they're, they're, you know, not only are we traded, not only they traded him, they made him go to Texas and he was getting treated at yeah. Mayo Clinic. So he had yeah. to, probably had to pay for his own flights back here go to Go play Clinic. in the Texas heat at that yeah. erector set ballpark they used to have. One of the greatest guys of all time, Dan. Danny Thompson, God, he was funny. He was unbelievable, even when he was sick. And, you know, people got to recall that leukemia was damn near incurable yes. back then. And uh, 1976, it was, you know, the, the great progress that we've made with it. I mean, people still die from it. But uh, this was not that adult. It was it was old-time hardcore leukemia. But uh, the famous story there, which Thompson always told, was, it showed up in his end of the season. I think it showed up in his end of the season physical when they left that there was something wrong with his blood or maybe it was cause he was lost energy and they tested him or something. So they took his blood and doc McKenzie was the internist there. Doc's bedside manner lacked a little bit. He was a friend of mine. I went duck hunting with him a few times, but he was a doctor who didn't like blood, but, <laughs> but, but McKenzie, uh, McKenzie calls him up and says, "Well, you gotta, we gotta, you gotta be in the hospital tomorrow morning at uh, nine o'clock, mm-hmm. or eight o'clock. And you gotta get in the hospital tomorrow. We gotta start, we gotta start working on you." And he said, "And Danny says, what, 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 why?" And he says, "Leukemia." <laughs> what? Leukemia? Come what did on. you expect? There was leukemia. For, we told you it might be leukemia. Oh, you God. know, leukemia. <laughs> Nice bedside manner. God, it was unbelievable. Uh, he was. He and Bobby Randall were the short and yeah, second baseman Bobby. there. I called them the Sod Brothers because Danny Thompson was from Oklahoma, you know. Yep. And out rural Oklahoma someplace, and and Bobby Randall was from Gove, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Graduated with a class of four in Gove, Kansas. Really, all boys. And he said, his great quote he gave me one day, I could have kissed him. 
the senior prom was a bummer. Because <laughs> they had four boys. He could, you know, he's the guy that they put in second when they moved Rodney to first because the, making the double play was like, the holy grail of second base play then, right? Mm-hmm. Now we don't care. Well, and guys would also go it. into you back then and oh, try yeah, to take yeah. out. And so. Randall would take care. He got flipped. That's and, how Rod got hurt. Yeah. And first, yeah, he got a bad knee right early, like 68 or something. But Rodney would give it the flip, you know, and wasn't real good at turning the double play. And Frank Willis, he, one of his, he finally got him moved to first base in sometime in 75, I think, at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And or maybe seventy four, and anyway, we got to move to first base. They, they, they had a promotion in September of whatever year it was. Rod Carew moves to first night. They had because they were so desperate. It, it had to be seventy four because that's the year that they drew nobody. That was my first year on the beat. Their total attendance was six ninety. If you had a, I I've looked at some of the old stuff and it said like. Before a before a sizable Friday night crowd of summer and a Friday night crowd of ten thousand one hundred and eleven or wow. something, and uh, but uh, yeah, Rod Carew moves to first night. It didn't pack the building. No, so I'm sure I it didn't. didn't. But anything. Did, did you get a certificate? I yeah. Did, did you get something? I'm sure they, I saw... a, they were big on keychains. Yep, big on keychains. Big on keychains. Yep. Fan appreciation night. Always a keychain, and yep. then somebody get a car. So remember somebody, oh, I remember the car. Somebody yeah. get a car. They have a drive. I think the car, car went through the Metrodome days, didn't it? Yeah, I maybe think the cars still. Were, yeah, probably. But the, they used to drive out. They somebody. You would, know what I miss? Jacket day. You remember jacket, jacket day? day? You get those cheap ass like. Yeah. I don't even know what they were. Plastic jackets. Nothing ever beat halter top day though. Oh, that's another. We good loved one. halter top day. I don't think we could get away with halter top day. It was nice and hot last week. It would have been a good day for halter yes, top. Yes, halter top day was a great one. <laughs> yes, I remember I, I, Don Cassidy and they'd all and everyone would put on if they got a halter top. They they'd would go, go put somewhere it on. The they'd go in the bathroom and put on the halter top. And that was the seventies. So Bob Doder was the UPI guy, and he had a. He didn't have a left. I don't know what was wrong with his left eye. He couldn't see out of his left eye, but he must have been taken out or something. And he had a patch on it. He wore a patch. And one of the great characters of all time. I love that guy. He sat down at the far end of the the press box, but I'd go down and shoot the breeze with him. We were sitting at the other end. This was a big, long press box for baseball. Yep. And Doder. Uh, he's a guy that nicknamed Hoskin Powell Neutral. The Meadows at Mystic Lake invites you to play their award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic experience that both beginner and expert golfers will enjoy. The Meadows at Mystic Lake features over 7,000 yards of pristine bent grass fairways, trees and greens surrounded by acres of wildflowers and prairie plants. This oasis, just minutes away from downtown Minneapolis, provides a magical escape to nature. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by the Shakopee Midwakatan Sioux community. Because <laughs> he played a neutral and he nicknamed Pete Mackin and Clank. <laughs> Clank. He was Clank. But Doder, when one of those good looking girls would walk by in the halter top, he'd always pick up his patch. <laughs> like mm-hmm. he'd always hold it. Like he's trying to get a real good look at this gal with his patch. Yeah. He'd pick up his patch. He was hilarious. He died, man. He didn't make it to 60, I don't think. He got cancer, but uh, yeah, they had the great promotions out there. 
the bats and uh, they bat did, day where, where they'd pound and they'd pound yeah, the bats the entire yeah, and day. Rust would start coming off the Halsey and Herb uh, would go nuts. <laughs> Halsey especially Halsey hated it. That's one reason Halsey <laughs> Halsey would be like screaming on the broadcast. <laughs> it was hilarious, but they'd bang on the. They'd, you know, give out the bats beforehand instead of The one the players had to hate was camera day. You remember camera day? They'd, oh, yeah. they'd send oh, yeah. the fans would go down the warning yes, track right. areas. And, and those things always drew fairly well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you had to take your Polaroids with the players. Yes. The players had to hate those. Yeah, but you couldn't beat uh, Camper's Weekend. Yeah, Camper's Weekend preceded me. I have no recollection. Yeah, of, no, I think it was good. out. I, I think good. some of the stories that you Al- told about Al- Camper's Weekend. Alcohol was involved. <laughs> yes. Camper's Weekend. I'm sure it was. Yes, there was. Uh, I've told you the story about the friend of mine who we shall go nameless, but a visiting writer who uh, met a young lady at Camper's Day after the game, you know, like it, we'd go out there and drink after midnight or so and 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 cavort with the the, the crazies. And the game starts the next day at one fifteen or one whatever it was. He's not there, the visiting writer. And you could see out kind of into center field a yes. little bit. You could see into center field. Yeah. And it's about the second inning. You can see this lonely figure with a typewriter coming <laughs> coming way off in the distance and those apartments Sid zoned in center field. Yeah. He, uh, he was, he was awakened on a couch on there by the national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> the national anthem waved it across and the young lady was uh, gone, but her daughter was sitting there staring at him. So when he woke up in the morning, the oh God, bless the seventies! <laughs> yes, it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was. Well, he uh, had the good sense to find a companion who lived right by the ballpark. <laughs> yes, he did, and uh, you know those things happened. What the? Heck? Oh God. Okay. That's like Augie when uh, Augie. Uh, we were in Oakland, and Augie just took the trip to drink and raise hell, and this is in the seventies. Augie, Augie meets a gal in a bar and she says, are you a player? Yeah. And, and, uh, Augie didn't look like a player, you know, he was, right. he was, I mean, he was not tubby or anything, but he just was not a physical presence. And right. So he's caught by surprise, but he figures he's a player, but it has to be a player that she wouldn't. You know, you can't say, yeah, I'm Rod Carew or something right. like that. So he said he was Bill Butler. <laughs> Genius. He said he was Love Bill it. Butler. Yeah. And I, we always, uh, and apparently it was a Hispanic lady that uh, he met out there, a young Hispanic girl he met out there. And she called him Bill, Bill Butler <laughs> and uh, with, a, with an accent. And for years we'd call him, he'd walk in the bar and it's it's Bill Butler. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, but it was the seventies. We can be excused for all yes, our yeah, yeah, debauchery. There was a war going on. Yep. Vietnam. We all hated it. We protested. <laughs> we were all, uh, you know, we were learning. Uh, some of us, some of us weren't taking drugs. LSD. Some of us just drank, and I, I'm very proud. I just drank. I didn't take LSD. Stayed away from uh, I didn't, hallucinogenics. Although, don't you wish you tried it once? 
Never tried yeah. it. Never, no, no, never no, I've tried never tried LSD. hallucinogenics. Never tried LSD. But. Yeah, and I heard some bad stories about shrooms, so I avoided those, too. <laughs> yeah, right. I right. had some friends that tried shrooms. And, and I couldn't smoke dope because I couldn't smoke cigarettes Yeah, it's over I couldn't I, say, yeah. I mean, so I'll, I just... I've given that a shot. I, I just settled for liquor, but the 70s are... I've said this. I, you know, I'm glad I got sober 40 years ago. But I wouldn't trade. <laughs> but I'm glad I had the experience. You picked a good decade to be I'm drunk. I'm glad in. I had the experience. But you picked a good decade, yes. too. Yes, and the, the kids came out good, and, you know, they came out yeah, okay. Yeah, your kids are great. Nobody got hurt, and, uh, yeah. you know. Father of the years, you said. Never got a DWI, which is a well, sad commentary I was gonna on, say, on the police. That's but, an uh, oversight by, <laughs> yeah, a, by yeah. the police department. Several, I once wrote a column on that saying that, there are several police departments between St. Paul and Prior Lake that should be very embarrassed. <laughs> you know, but anyway. All right. What the hell? You know. We're, let's, uh, yeah, we had to talk about something outside our no, twins are, and there's not much going on. All right. So, all right. Talk to you. Yes. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.